Boy, here on a midweek Wednesday, you look out there and uh, kind of pretty pink clouds with the reflection, with the sunrise. Yeah, we've made it midweek. It's going to be a beautiful day today. Might change a little bit tonight. We're going to look at that weather forecast in just a few minutes. Good morning. I'm Eric Carpenter. And this is KCVL KCRK. Well, I, I knew it was true, even though I hadn't got any official word on it uh, night before last. I started getting emails and a uh, couple phone calls. Uh, <laughs> actually, the, the the emails and calls to me were uh, from uh, casino people that uh, wanted me to come up to Canada this coming weekend. And man, and then they go into their spiel of you know making making it. Uh, trying to make it uh, worthwhile to go. And I said, I can't go to Canada. You know I can't go to Canada. And uh, they say, no, don't worry about it. First uh, of October. You don't have to uh, have the COVID vaccine to go to Canada anymore. Oh, okay, I hadn't heard anything about it yet. And then yesterday, of course, we, we got the official word it has been a long time, but finally, and no, I am not going to Canada. I have no intention of going to Canada anytime soon. They would have to make it really attractive to get me to go to across that border right now. Uh, but uh, Canada is ending their COVID uh, restrictions. We talked with the trail, RCMP. I am Sergeant Mike Wasentowicz with the Rural Canadian Mounted Police. I am the detachment commander in charge of the Trail and Greater District Detachment. Effective October 1st, 2022, all travelers, regardless of citizenship, will no longer have to submit public health information through the ArriveCan app or website, provide proof of vaccination, undergo pre- or on-arrival testing, carry out COVID-19-related quarantine or isolation, or monitor and report if developed signs or symptoms of COVID-19 upon arriving in Canada. So it's been quite a shift in policy here in Canada. We've had some of the most robust and protective restrictions in place to prevent severe illness and death due to COVID-19. When you arrive at the border and if you are sick, there's always a chance that you will not be given admittance into Canada. However, that'll be done on a case-by-case and individual basis. It wouldn't involve a test. However, border agents can still utilize the Quarantine Act. And if you are presenting with COVID-19 symptoms and you are not a citizen, they can deny you entry until you're well. And traveling while sick is still highly discouraged. You know, it's not just COVID-19. If you carry any communicable disease under the Quarantine Act, you may be denied the right to travel. You know, that uh, that's the part that just makes sense. If you're sick, stay home. Don't be traveling. Other than that, hey, get out and enjoy the world. Um Canada has uh, authorized the new Moderna uh, COVID shot. It, uh, they say it is the country's first Omicron-adapted vaccine. So uh, coming up on Saturday, vaccine shot or not, 
Uh, you can go to Canada. Just don't forget, you still got to have your passport and all that stuff. Experience, technology, satisfaction, a written warranty, and over 30 years' experience. That's what makes Davis Auto Rebuild stand out from the rest. At Davis Auto Rebuild, customers are our number one priority, and we realize how difficult it is to be without your vehicle. So we make it easier for you with loaner and rental cars, and also help with your insurance claims. Call Davis Auto Rebuild at 684-3137 or stop in at 1175 South Main in Colville and see the Davis Auto Rebuild difference. A Colville school board meeting that is coming up tonight. Uh, you can be there in person or if you can't make it, you're welcome to uh, log in with the Zoom option. The meeting gets underway 6 o'clock at the Colville District Office at 217 South Hofstetter. Uh, if you want to listen in, there's a phone number to call and a meeting ID. If you want to use the computer, go to zoom.us. Uh, give them a call up at the school district office if you want all the numbers and how to how to log in. But that regular school board meeting gets underway at 6 o'clock tonight. Department of Fish and Wildlife question of the week. Well, this month we've been talking about chronic wasting disease. Hi, I'm Malia DeVivo, ungulate research scientist for the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife. WDFW gets a lot of questions from members of the public. With hunting season starting soon, many people have questions about chronic wasting disease, known as CWD. This week's question, I heard that if I hunt out of state, I can only bring certain parts of my harvested deer back to Washington. Is this true? That is correct. CWD is a fatal illness of deer, elk, and moose caused by infectious prion protein that is transmitted directly from animal to animal or indirectly through contaminated environments to susceptible animals. Because it is always fatal and can have a large impact on deer populations, WDFW is working hard to fight the spread of CWD into Washington. While CWD has not been detected in Washington, it has been found as close as Riggins, Idaho in 2021. Not long after, WDFW put new carcass transportation restrictions into place. So if you harvest deer, elk, moose, or caribou outside of Washington, regardless of whether or not CWD is known to be present there, only the following items may be imported to Washington. Meat that has been deboned in the state or province where it was harvested and is imported as boned out meat, skulls and antlers with the velvet removed, antlers attached to the skull plate or upper canine teeth from which all soft tissue has been removed, hides or capes without heads attached, tissues imported for use by a diagnostic or research laboratory, and finished taxidermy mounts. For more information on chronic wasting disease, including information for both hunting outside of Washington and in our state, go to wdfw.wa.gov forward slash CWD. There's also information there on how to get your deer elk tested if you harvest an animal in eastern Washington. If you have a question for the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife, send it to communications at dfw.wa.gov or call 509-563-5495. Please include an email address or phone number because you can win a prize for asking questions. There will be a random drawing each week of people who submit questions. If your name is drawn, you can win a can of bear spray to take with you on your outdoor adventures. 
Tune in to the news Wednesdays at 7, 8, noon, and 5 for the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife Wildlife Question of the Week. Email questions you have on fish, wildlife, habitat, hunting, and more to publicaffairs at dfw.wa.gov or call 509-563-5495 and we will answer one question every Wednesday. Right now at Saunders Furniture, you can get up to two years, 0% special financing with your good credit during the seasonal sale. New dining room sets, bedroom suites, and heat and massage recliners are in stock now. Take up to 24 months with no interest to pay off your new furniture and cozy up on a brand new 10-inch queen flippable mattress for just $399. Delivery and setup available at Saunders Furniture, 279 South Main Street in downtown Colville. Monday was a busy day up at the uh, commissioner's room across from the courthouse there. Yesterday, we talked about the meeting in the commissioner's office. They were talking about that wage complaint by the deputy coroner, complaint to uh, L&I. Tim Rasmussen talked about the county's current position. Well, uh, let's hear from one of the commissioners. Uh, Mark Burroughs was speaking on behalf of the commissioners. As many of you know, Chief Deputy Coroner Brett Lopes has filed a wage complaint with L&I against the county. The claim is for on-call hours, which he demands that he be paid for his regular time. The claim is that Ms. Sampson required him to work under such conditions that he has the right to be paid under regular time and overtime for the on-call hours in excess of 40 hours. To defend itself against the claim, the county has hired outside counsel Mr. Tim O'Connell of Seattle. The county has also consulted with Mr. Randy Flick of Adams County, who has experience in these sorts of matters. Both of these attorneys investigated the claims that Mr. Lope has made, the management practices of the coroner, Ms. Sampson and the policies that Ms. Sampson's put into place. Mr. O'Connell and Mr. Flick have made recommendations to the county regarding the ways the county can defend itself. After his investigation and upon reaching his conclusions, Mr. O'Connell informed the board that various aspects of Mr. Loeb's claim may result in some level of compensation for his on-call hours. And this is because in his words, quote, Ms. Sampson has set up the county by operating her department wildly in excess of the budget the commissioners authorized, end quote. She has required Mr. Lopes to be on call for 108 hours per week under such conditions that he's filed a claim for regular hourly pay at $20 per hour and overtime pay at $30 per hour on his on-call hours. She claims to have done this orally, but did not put it in writing until after Mr. Lopes had filed his claim against the county. Prior to this, Ms. Sampson had informed the county that there were no restrictions on the on-call persons. Backing up a little bit, during a budget amendment hearing this year, Ms. Sampson requested a budget amendment to increase Mr. Lope's pay from the $20 an hour, or about $40,000 per year, to a salary-exempt pay grade. At that time, members of the public strongly opposed the requested increase to the coroner's budget, and the board unanimously decided to keep Mr. Lope's pay at the level that Mrs. Sampson has had requested and was given in her 2022 budget. In an attempt to resolve the entire situation, the county reached out to Mr. Lopes through Labor and Industries with an offer to start the negotiation process. Mr. Lopes refused to consider any negotiated resolution. His claim 
is such that if he's successful in all respects, which the county doesn't believe he will be, and if he worked for an entire year at the wage that he demands to be paid, he would be earning the equivalent of approximately $152,000 per year. This is nearly four times the amount that Ms. Sampson had requested and was allowed for that position in the 2022 budget. And it's nearly twice what the coroner, the elected coroner, is currently being paid. Because part of the rules of L&I, the county's been advised that the county should reclassify Mr. Lopes into a salaried exempt position, which the county will do almost immediately. In summary, Ms. Sampson has placed the county in this position by recent changes to her policies. She could modify the hours and the conditions under which Mr. Lopes works, but she will not. So the county has no choice but to defend itself against the suit and let L&I process work itself out into a resolution, which could be several months down the road. Continuing this litigation is not the county's desire, but neither can the county allow a department head to dictate how much money will be spent without regard to the budgetary process of the county. It's the duty of the commissioners to be good stewards of your hard-earned tax dollars, and that is what we're doing. That's the end of my statement. All right, we'll see where it goes. Um, you know, the county commissioners were aware they had been asked for that uh, job uh, to be uh, increased to an exempt status uh, before all this happened. They opted not to, and now we can we'll blame somebody else uh, tomorrow. Um, we are going to hear from Brett Lopes the deputy coroner. Uh, he's going to be talking about his side of this story, and some of it might surprise you. Uh, U.S. Highway 2, they did get it open earlier this week. It's closed again. That Bolt Creek fire burning down near the roadway. Uh, Department of Transportation showing crews working in smoky conditions, cutting burnt trees near the roadway. That fire started September the 10th. Um, they did get some of highway. They did get Highway 2 reopened after a week-long closure, but uh, yesterday uh, they had to close the roadway again. And they are expecting some potential moisture moving into the area. They hope to have Highway 2 open again over near Skycomish. And an ex-Everett bar owner arrested again on additional accusations of sexually assaulting people, this time in Oregon. The uh, former Anchor Pub owner... Christian Sayer arrested. Everett police got a notice that he was wanted on a felony warrant in Oregon. He was booked into Snohomish County Jail. $1,000,000 bail. A forest health message to all timber landowners. Insects, disease, and suppressed stands of timber have created an unhealthy forest environment that is susceptible to wildfire. Forest health is a concern to our community and to us at Vaughan Brothers Lumber. To discuss the possible options available for your timberland, call our experienced forestry team at 509-684-5071 for a free on-site consultation or look us up on the web at www.vaughanbrothers.com. Uh, I was quick last night. Volleyball. 
Colville didn't take any time at all. Uh, Colville headed down to Deer Park, took on the Stags. We had that uh, match on the radio. The um, Colville swept Deer Park three straight, 25-16, 25-11, 25-18. Bailey Benson led uh, the Lady Hawks seven kills, nine digs, three aces. Jordan True added seven kills, five blocks. Olivia Ortner had eight assists. Uh, coming up next, going to be Riverside on Thursday. We're going to have more volleyball on the radio. So good to have uh, high school sports back. We'll have the uh, Colville Riverside Volleyball Thursday. Medical Lake Football on Friday. The uh, slumping Seattle Mariners, they lost 5 nothing to the Texas Rangers last night. But even with the loss, the Mariners are a little closer to ending the longest playoff drought in baseball because Boston beat Baltimore. The uh, loss by the Orioles keeps them three and a half games behind Seattle and uh, reduces the magic number to five for clinching one of the American League wildcard spots. Seattle, though, they lost for the eighth time in the last 11 games um, coming home after a 3-7 and seven road trip. Not good. Texas, they take on Seattle. That matchup tonight, the 18th time these teams square off this year. The Mariners have a 12-5 to five advantage in the season series. Um, Texas with a one nothing series lead in the uh, current series. It's a three-game set with Texas. And it is homecoming week down at WSU. A lot of festivities going on down in uh, Pullman. The Cougars take on the California Golden Bears. The Cougars 3-1, 0-1 in the Pac-12. Look to bounce back after that crazy loss to Oregon this last Saturday. The um, Cougars are favored by the uh, bookmakers. Um, both teams, 3-1. and one. And uh, we'll have that on KCVL. A look at today's local weather forecast brought to you by Country Fair, where you can come in, check out Halloween, fall, and Christmas decor. Lots of new aprons, dish towels, runners for fall, hand warmer mugs from Clay in Motion. They are back in stock. They've got the 2023 calendars in stock, and they actually, they're going out fast. So you want to get your favorite calendar? You want to get that before it's all gone at Country Fair, 115 West 2nd. 82 sunshine, the high this afternoon, the possibility of some overnight showers, 43 for a low. Showers possible Thursday, a high of 66, 73 the high Friday, 77 Saturday, 
On Sunday, that is free metals day at the landfill, 78 in sunshine, 77 Monday, 77 Tuesday, lots of sunshine. It is gorgeous fall weather. Enjoy it. There are lots of clouds out there here this morning and uh, still going to be nice and warm. Eric Carpenter with you. It is 7.30 Wednesday morning at KCVL. KCRK.